This dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. style. I promise style. motivation, style. inspiration, and transformation. The sober is dope podcast is about the sober lifestyle, style, style. I was able to transform my mind and body and spirit. We won't steer you wrong. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 19 of the Sober's Dope Podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. This episode today is entitled A Sober Conversation with yours truly. Um, I just wanted to um, just get some things off my chest, just, you know, kick it with the community for a bit. We're at episode 19, which is so exciting. And um, when I first found my sobriety, I never imagined telling my story publicly. I never, I was always shy to get up and talk in AA. Um, and um, after a year of going to AA, I stopped going to AA because I just was so, I mean, for me, it was all about, I don't know, I can't explain it. It was like, I really hit rock bottom in a particular way and I was in such a dark place that was so far removed from the rest of my life that it was really scary man and I I think I I really was shaking I had a real uh, it was a solid wake-up call and for all you guys who heard my first episode my sober is dope story you know that for me, the, the concept of transformation and it was just foreign. I didn't even think I could. It was just the biggest Hail Mary ever. And I love AA, and I'm sure later on in life I will revisit. I should go to some meetings and stuff. And for my AA heads out there, please don't be upset with me. I'm not promoting. I'm not anti-AA. I love AA. And I think if you're in recovery and you're in sobriety, AA was absolutely... Um, homestead for me and it was one of the places that gave me a great foundation so a lot of the verbiage and ideas you'll hear from me things like keep it simple stupid one day at a time um it's paradise on the other side uh and accountability and stuff like that all stem from my aa um, education in addition to counseling a lot a lot of it for me was before i even got to aa I went, I was in, I was in rehab for about 11 to 13 months. And what I'm saying to you guys is, is like, I was away from my family. I lived in a, a, a recovery home house that I found myself that was assigned to me by the state because I had no other resources at the time. And when in my um, entrance interview, I was very serious about getting help. And I was like, whatever it takes, I'm not going back home. I'm not going back to anything familiar. I need to stay somewhere as long as it takes for me to get a grip. And, you know, so I was literally away for about a year. I mean, because I was in an outpatient facility, once I got on my feet about the second or third month, I was able to visit family and go to and fro. Um, but the first couple of months, it was just pretty much me. But um, I didn't really get into AA until about, I would say, the sixth or seventh month of my sobriety. 
um, I was like, hey, I should go to a meeting. And that's when it all really hit home because from my perspective, I'm in a shelter with heroin addicts, alcoholics like myself, crack addicts, methadone, um, people that was on methadone, which is heroin, um, you know, the heroin treatment. Um, any type of drug you could imagine. I mean, my marijuana heads was the craziest group of folks. I mean, the guys like me who's wiped out from alcohol and heroin, we didn't have enough energy to even be crazy. We was like rebuilding ourselves from the ground up. But, you know, when I when I went when I went to AA, that was like so foundational. But after like I graduated from rehab. Um, I, I, I kept going to a few meetings here and there. And then my life totally transformed. It was as if I just totally felt so healed. Like, I no longer was really... Sobriety wasn't really the centerpiece. And the recovery aspect wasn't the centerpiece. It was actually the rebuilding of my life that became in the fore. And I I really was just really fascinated by all the spiritual work that I built when I was younger. That came back to me. I was able to get back into my health and my meditation. And it was like the arrested development. Everything that I kind of abandoned from... You know, from a young adult to a young man and going into those dark years, I was able just to make a kind of etheric bond or spiritual bond, reconnection back to that original me. And then it was as if I never drank before because drinking wasn't necessarily a part of my identity. It was something that I don't think any alcoholic, I wouldn't say drinking is not fully their identity because it was a time before they drank. And the problem with the disease of alcoholism, with the wrong education, you don't, you wouldn't understand the severity of it. For me, it was absolute, absolutely science. It was so clear. Once I got it, and I think this came from like rehab, and then it was reinforced through AA that I had a, I have a disease. So it doesn't matter how long I don't drink, the moment I do drink, I won't be able to stop myself without professional help and um, uh, uh, um, medication and maybe uh, and hardcore detox. And like, I just won't be able to take a drink and say, okay, now I'm going golfing or I'm going to catch a movie. If I take a drink, I know I'm going to be I'm going to be forced to continuously drink. And it's just a sad disease. It's an allergy. So it's just like someone who eats straw, who's allergic to strawberries or cherry. You eat a strawberry and you start to asphyxiate and choke. Or you eat peanuts and you need your EpiPen. If I drink, I need hardcore detox and medication and I need my blood to be um, clean because I am allergic to alcohol. That was clear for me. Prior to that, I just was like, oh man, you know, I get, I have fun when I drink, but I don't know why I can't stop. And I just figured it was something that I had to kick on my own. I didn't realize as I got older, it was almost impossible to kick without intervention. So when I got fascinated with rebuilding my life and getting into my life, then I started working again. I got back into my real estate. I got back into my financial world. You know, I got a couple of my companies going. Then I started doing music again. And then I started build, rebuilding my relationship with my family. 
you know, I didn't have a need to go to AA. Like I, I literally would wake up and read AA literature, the big book and stuff. And I would, ha- I would start, I would start reading and studying spiritual warfare. And I got back into my faith and I got back into the Bible and, and um, my spirituality and meditation. So I took a multifarious approach to recovery. And um, I love AA. In, in my disclaimer, why I say this podcast is not affiliated with AA or any 12 step is because you have some um, addic- alcohol addiction podcast that actually they follow strict AA guidelines. They read from the big book. It's they, they it's all promoting um, AA and its benefits of, in recovery. And for me, I didn't want to be in any conflict with AA because... Um, the purpose of this podcast is just to highlight the benefits of sobriety and my experience and my story and how that can kind of translate in the listener's life. So when you listen to me, I don't want it to be an agenda. I want it to just be about my process because my process, I promise you, will be different from your process, but you could take things away, your takeaway from my stories and my process. It get, I hope I'm I hope I'm hopeful that it could be helpful to you. And um I don't want anyone to think I um I, I also want to say, you know, seek any medical advice. I give a lot of medical advice. I know I'm a health enthusiast. I read a lot. Um, man, I will be talking about everything from ATP to gluconeogenesis to you know, whatever, the rapture. But I, I don't want anyone to take anything that I say with a grain of salt. Research it, you know, um, check with your medical doctor. Go to AA if you're if you if you're struggling with addiction. This is my advice, and this is going to clear the air. These are the steps that I recommend. First, you have to make sure you want to be in recovery for yourself. It can't be for anyone else, okay? Because that just never works, right? And then you have to be willing to take 100% accountability and ownership for your life and all your mistakes. No more blaming anyone. No more them and it's their fault. None of that. Then you have to seek out some form of detox, okay? And I also want to say I'm not affiliated with any detox center, any 12-step center, any medical center, any rehab. I don't get any kickbacks. I don't get any sponsorships for anything. This is all from the heart. You have to go to a detox. Now, this is why I say you have to go to detox. Unless you are in a professional environment where you could detox from drugs or alcohol, you're not going to have the time or the isolation or the physical um, um, benefits to kind of like do it on your own properly. The reason why I recommend detox is one, you're in a professional medical environment, right? So you're being monitored. Now, we all know withdrawals, withdrawing from alcohol and drugs is very painful. The first three to four days suck. And that's why I recommend a professional detox because one, they monitor your vitals. You get constant blood tests. They they know exactly what type of medication to give you. What where's your vitamin deficiencies are at? They know exactly. You know you're on a three day meal plan. You 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 have the freedom to throw up as much as you want and sweat it all out in a professional environment. If you suffer from any deliriums or tremens, which are like kind of like aftershock or effects of um the withdrawals, um they're able to help you and they're able to put you on the right medical um. 
the medical they will give you the right medical um, benefits and everything that you need to function properly and then after the third or fourth day you will be in a sober state and you you're gonna be really removed from when you first go in with the heavy intoxication and the manic and the sadness and the depression you're gonna start to find yourself a little bit right and then you're gonna be able to speak to a counselor and from there you're gonna you're going to be able to make a really good decision on whether you need to go to a long-term rehab facility. Now, long-term is where you would go far away. You would go like inpatient. Well, first you will determine if you want to go short-term or long-term inpatient or outpatient. But this is your decision because most people, me, the first few times I went to detox, I wanted out. I couldn't wait. I just wanted to get out, smoke a cigarette and go get a beer, right? So when I say you have to be willing to change, that's the first step. Not just going to, because you go to detox and then come out and still be drawn to whatever your drug of choice is, right? For me, I had I made a decision that this is it. I have to make this decision to change my life and I'm done playing games, right? And then I went to detox and then I said I want to go to... Um, a outpatient facility because the inpatient for me was a little too extreme and it was insurance issues. It was easier for me at the time because I didn't have insurance to go into an outpatient and, you know, retroactively enroll in insurance and play catch up that way. And then from there, my counselors would have determined if it was necessary for me to go into an inpatient. But I was kind of like slash inpatient, outpatient because I had to live into the sober house. So I had to be drug test every day in order to stay in the sober house and to stay inside the program. So this is the this is this is where accountability comes in and having a program and a, a inpatient or outpatient facility is really good because you're not only getting um, constant medical attention. You're, you're, you're being evaluated by counselors, drug and alcohol addiction counselors, certified. You're being monitored. You, you know, they, they will give you a psychiatric. You will be given a psychiatrist and a, um, a, a therapist and a psychiatrist, right? Because they're different. A therapist can counsel you, but they can't give you medication. But a psychiatrist would do a psych social with you and determine what medication you need. This is what these are the important steps, right? And then I would say while you're doing these things, go to an NA or AA program, seek out a sponsorship, and get involved in the community and the AA program and tell your story. Now that's the steps. So there's no part of Pop You Can in the Sober Is Dope community that would ever invalidate those steps. To me, that's law. Make a decision, go to detox, seek out inpatient or outpatient medical attention and therapy, and then find yourself an AA house or an NA house where you can seek help, right? And AA will give you the steps necessary to live your life. So me... I'm spiritually dipped in an AA foundation, like making amends, taking accountability, you know, and I'm gonna, and, and now doing this episode, I'm dusting off my AA books, I'm gonna go to a meeting, I'm gonna sit down with some people, because you know what, I have to pay homage back to my AA days, because without Alcoholics Anonymous, I don't know where I would be, because they clarify a lot, now, 
One thing that I always took away from AA was a, a, a statement that um, an older gentleman told me in my first week. Into my first week, I was in the bottom of a basement of a Catholic church in an AA meeting, and this must have been the oldest group of individuals. The the youngest person would have to be at least in their sixties. I'm talking about it was like five people, and they were all very old and very wise. And one of them told me they said. Um, Young man, there's paradise on the other side. And I had an attitude problem at the time. I was like really out of it. I was seeking some supernatural heavy advice. Like I was looking for the the the, the super magical wizard to walk in and give me the key to the whole universe, right? And he did. But I was too young and beat up and naive to, to notice it at the time. But when he did say it's paradise on the other side, that stuck with me because I kept trying to figure out what the hell does he mean? Like, I can't drink. My whole life is different. I can't do anything anymore. It's going to suck. I don't know, but I have to stay sober. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, six years later, I'm telling you there is paradise on the other side. And that gentleman was right. Um, So this episode of a sober, a sober conversation um, a conversation of sobriety is just me kicking it with you guys because I never want anyone to listen to fragments of the episode and not really understand where I'm coming from. You know, I just want to help people. Um, I have a lot of people out there that may think to themselves, why the hell is Pop out here talking about all the sobriety stuff? Why is he posting all of this stuff about sober being dope? What's going on? You know, and... I had to throw out my ego and I had to stop worrying about what the world would think and I had to sacrifice whatever bullcrap integrity or whatever I thought I would be losing. I had to say to myself, look, here's the bottom line for me. If there's a remote chance that is one kid out there that was in a place where I was at, I want to devote the rest of my life to helping that one person. But I know that is millions of children Young adults and adults. And when I say children, I'm talking about anyone under the age of 16 that's out there struggling with addiction. You know what I'm saying? Struggling. You'll be surprised what people suffer with in secrecy. And and, um, alcoholism is horrible. And I felt totally alone because everyone that I grew up with and that was around me, they weren't educated in the disease of alcoholism. They didn't understand what I was going through. So from the outside looking in, if you're an addict and you have a disease of alcoholism or you're allergic to whatever drug of choice, to everyone in your environment, it could just be looking like you're just having a meltdown and you're crazy and people will give up on you. They'll be like, you know what? Whatever. They're going to die. I'm going to go to their funeral. They're a piece of shit. They're assholes. Excuse my language. I hate cursing, but that's how people deal with it. It's easy because when you're in the thick of your addiction, it hurts people. And what tends to happen is it becomes real easy for someone just to chalk it up to that person is crazy or that person needs help. And for me, I'm literally being honest with you guys. Like I would devote anything to getting this message to someone who's struggling and I have to tell my story and I said to myself one day when I was thinking about it well what if you you know you know how you like to think about keeping up appearances like 
yeah, what if my ex-girlfriend see me talking about the sobriety thing? Would I be cool? What would my girlfriend think about it? What will my uh, future job prospect think about it? What if somebody looks me up and, and Googles my name? Would that affect it? I had to say, look, none of that matters. That's all ego, right? And it's all the great delusion. And part of being a recovering addict, I'm very well-versed in the delusion, of life and a delusion of granddaughter and a delusion of addiction and a delusion of everything. Like we, we learned that at AA, right? It's not denial, it's delusion, right? So I said, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It doesn't matter what the perception is. It matters that I get the message out there that there is life after sobriety and, and you can come back from death. That God works miracles, you can be redemptive. Now, I tell people out there, if you don't believe in God, pray anyway. Because you could pray yourself into a spiritual uh, position. You could pray yourself into an understanding of God. Right? Prayer helps focus you. Prayer helps you. God, please pray for me. Please help me. Please break me from this addiction. I am captured. I need your help. I love you, God. I messed up. I'm in a bad way. Please send some help. I need your help. Please, I need a miracle. God, help me. That's kind of like along the themes of my prayer when I was in my final days and I was homeless and all screwed up. Now, you're talking about someone who came from making a lot of money, having a duplex house and having everything that I wanted and a music career and making about $25,000 a month to going down the road of being damn near homeless and with no one to contact. And that's where addiction will take you. And I had to pray. And God, for some reason, I was lucky and God heard me. And God will hear you too. Um, so this this episode is for me just to say to you guys, look, I'm not trying to do the high and mighty. I'm the super motivational seer that can see into the future. And I'm the guru. I don't want to be a guru. I'm not anything like that. I'm just like you. If you're out there and you have nothing and you look at me and you see me online with my 30,000 followers on one page, I got 10,000 followers on another. I'm on Facebook. I have music videos. All of that don't mean anything. I'm still just like you. I'm a regular guy. You can inbox me. You can always email me at monkhealing at um, gmail.com. That's M-O-N-K-H-E-A-L-I-N-G at gmail.com. You can email me at poppybuchanans.com. That's P-O-P-B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N-S at gmail.com. You can find me on poppybuchanan.net. You can get me at Monk Healing on Instagram. You can get me at Monk Healing on Twitter. You can get me at poppybuchanan on Instagram and poppybuchanan on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook under poppybuchanan music or Monk Healing or Joseph Poppybuchanan. I'm accessible. You could you could email me. You could reach out to me. I'm real human, and I promise I'm gonna keep it 100 with you guys. Although, no matter how popular, how rich, whatever happens to me, my goal is conquest and taking over. You know, I want it all back. I, I, I'm a lion. I'm not a gazelle. I'm, I'm about motivating and being strong. I, I don't want to take any more losses. For anyone out there that's struggling with alcohol and drugs, you know we're accustomed to taking losses. You know, you take those hits to the ego. People try to play you. You lose all your self-respect. But, y'all, I'm going to tell you something. You could get all of that back and more. You hear me? You could get all of that back and more. Don't let no one tell you anything. I'm not trying to take any more losses in my life, right? Know your value, right? 
You need to know your value. So if to, I want to shout out the Alcoholic Anonymous, the big book, I want to shout out all 12-step programs. I want to shout out outpatient and inpatient alcohol and drug treatment therapies. I want to shout out our medical community, all the doctors and nurses out there that do they that 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 handle their business to make sure that we're healthy and that they they get us through that those terrible three to four days of detox. It's horrible, man. The sweats, the tremens, oh my God, it's terrible. And you know, I don't know. Detox should have been enough there because I went to detox twice before I finally found no three times. The third time was a charm. The first two times I went to detox, it wasn't enough. I didn't get a, I didn't get the right education. Um, I should have went straight into an outpatient therapy. But I always wanted to leave and run back to the girl. You know, when I should have ran into the therapy and everything would have been good. But, the, you know, I want to shout out to everyone out there that's supporting everyone. I mean, if you're out there and you're sober, God bless you. I'm six years sober today. I want to shout out one of my guys. His name is Martin. Um, he contacted me. He has 18 years sobriety, 18 years sobriety. And Martin... He said, hey, Pop, what's up? I want you on my podcast, man. He said, but you know what? I had to make sure you had some years under your belt because, you know, I didn't want you to be one of these people with a few months under their belt and they want to talk about sobriety on the podcast or something. Like, I, you need some years. And then I thought about that. I did wait at least six years before I started telling my story publicly because I didn't want to, I wanted to have enough experience. And I know I have 60 years to go, but listen, my final point to you guys, if anything happens to me, no, nothing's going to happen to me. You know what? I, I'm going to live to be 100 years old. I'm healthy. I have no enemies. I'm not controversial. I, God loves me. I'm good. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm going to live a long time. I'm not. No misfortune on me. Nothing will happen to me. But in my longevity, I want to say this to you guys. Sobriety is a beautiful thing. And if you're in trouble and you're sick... And like they say in AA and NA, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, man, you can't get better than that. That's one thing about AA. They got those one-liners down so tight, man. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you don't want to die? Give yourself a shot. Choose yourself. All right? I'm telling you, my name is Pop Buchanan. I chose life. I chose myself. And you could choose yourself. I love you all, okay? I love you all, all right? I'm going to cut to a message from my sponsor, Anchor, and I wouldn't be able to bring this podcast without my sponsorship and without the app Anchor because right now I am on lunch at work and I'm doing this podcast. I'm not going to eat this lunch break because I'm able to fast because I'm into um, one meal a day and I intermittently fast. So my fasting window is from two o'clock to 6 p.m. So I forfeit lunch and then um, I do the podcast for you guys. So um, because I have the discipline to not eat and I could just take my lunch break and do a podcast with you guys. And then after this, I'm going to go back to work and then I'm going to think about you guys and I'm going to think about more ideas I could bring to you. So I'm doing this app from my phone in my car 
on an app called Anchor. And I'm going to give you all the details when I cut to our sponsorship. And then after our sponsorship, I'm going to go into a fine, my final words. And I want to say a final prayer to everyone that's out there. And then we're going to wrap this short podcast. You are listening to the Sober as Dope podcast, episode 19, with your host, Pop Buchanan. I am six years sober today. By the grace of God, I got my life back. And I'm in the best shape of my life. I love you all. Catch you on the other side. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to me go into some thoughts on my sobriety, some thoughts on the podcast. Just want to have a conversation with you guys um, because sometimes just hearing me without an agenda, I just want to speak and go over, you know, talk to you. It could connect a lot of the pieces to the puzzle because I, I know you're hearing a lot of things from me, but I love you all and thank you for being there. I just want to say a prayer to anyone that's struggling with addiction right now. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, if you're out there, God, please pray for everyone that's out there right now that's struggling. I'm asking you from my heart to give them a creative miracle and shine light on their life. Addiction is hard, Father, and I ask you to pray for them and and, uh, remove these curses or any blockages or anything that may be plaguing the addict right now. They may be in a dark place. They may be hungry or starving even. They they will be malnutritious. They will be mentally, spiritually, and emotionally in pain. They may be in an abusive environment, all right? They may feel like they have nowhere to go and they're on their last leg. The world most likely would be really dark to them and they may feel like everyone has given up on them. But we know, God, that you could bring anyone back from the dead, right? You could bring anyone back. You brought me back. If you could heal me, Father, you could heal them. I really ask for a creative miracle and a blessings from you through your Holy Spirit that you could work for blessings in these people's lives. And you could give them hope. A lot of people out there just need hope and they need to know that they they did not go too far. And no matter who you are and where you at, we pray for you today. May you come back home. May you find your way out the darkness and into the light. Just follow my voice. If you're hearing this message, I came back from death. You can too. You can have your life back. You can be whole. Don't worry about anyone around you. Just keep your eye on the prize, and that prize is your life and yourself. 
And we ask God to give a creative miracle and a special prayer and a special blessing to every addict out there who's suffering from drugs, alcohol, or process addictions. That could be gambling, sex addiction, anything. If you're struggling from any form of addiction, anything that's detrimental to your life and affects your behavior, your mind, your mood, and your relationships, and your physiology. May God bless you. I ask this prayer to be sealed in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I bless this prayer and I seal this prayer. And I ask everyone out there to pray with me and let's all pray together for everyone that's struggling with addiction. Thank you all for having a conversation with me and listening to my one-sided rant on why I love sobriety and how God saved my life. I'm Pop Buchanan. This is the Sober's Dope Podcast, episode 19. Go in peace, God bless, and shout out to everyone in the Sober's Dope universe. I'll catch you on the other side. Why Sober's Dope? Why not? Why not? Why not be great? Why not set an example? You sober curious, come on board. If you struggling, don't be afraid. Fear's not an option. We want transformation. We want people to live. If you sober minded, then you're clear headed. You're closer to the source. You're closer to the all. You're closer to a higher vibration. Why is sober is dope? Because sobriety is life. There's no fear, there's no anxiety, there's no depression, there's no running from your problems, it's facing your fears, facing everything, no doubt, no going backwards, it's upward mobility, we moving forward, it's time to man up, okay, it's time to man up, why sober is dope, because sobriety is, it's the original panacea, you want to be healthy, you want to become a millionaire, you want to live your best life? And sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Everyone could talk a good game, but not many of us is willing to make a sacrifice. If you're struggling out there, don't be afraid. If you if you drugged out, there's hope. If you can't put that bottle down for some reason, it's hope. Why sober is dope? Because it is. It's life. And we promote life. We promote transformation and new beginnings. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs>